0: Hi, guys, welcome back to the Nevermind poly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. How are you doing? How are you living? I hope you're all doing well. Wherever you are listening to this podcast, we appreciate you for checking out the show. My guest this time around is returning guest Jesse Powell of the band Dream State. I fucking love Jesse. Jesse is one of those people who just gives us the most amount of positive energy she is a force to be reckoned with on stage off stage absolutely fantastic they have a brand new mini album out called still dreaming they're going out on a massive uk run as well go and buy tickets go and stream the album it will be fantastic do not miss this opportunity to see one of the greatest bands to do it in our scene in 2024. We sat down at the end of December 2023. Well, it's actually mid-December 2023. Um, and this was a really, really great chat. We talk about the album, we talk about um everything that happened in the last year, uh, that is 2023, we talk about the um, vulnerability we talk about um openness we talk about mindfulness it is a really really great conversation and i'm really really stoked for you guys to hear it as always i want to say a massive thank you to jesse for taking the time and just being the sweetest most lovely human being on this interview and i cannot wait for you guys to hear it so i am going to shut the fuck up and let you guys listen to my conversation with jesse powell of the brilliant dream state on the nevermind podcast let's go Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. And it's my absolute pleasure to close out January's podcast uh, of 2024 with the excellent powerhouse that is Jesse Powell of Dream State. Welcome back. How are we doing?
1: Hello. Thank you for having me back. Yes, I'm really good. Thank you. Very excited for Christmas.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. That's the thing. I, I have to address this. So I've done this is number seven of eight for this i have a january period right and i've recorded them all before christmas then i can take january off i've still got my decorations up because we're recording this ahead of time for those people who may think this is all live it's all edited it's all it's not live it's all good <laughs> so yeah. um we, we are here to talk about uh your new upcoming mini album or, or ep is it a mini album or ep because i've seen i've seen things rounded about whether it's a mini or any or any ep
1: We'll just call it a mini album. I mini know album that's what the line. boys would call it,
0: so yeah. Absolutely. On the 26th of January called Still Dreaming, which is either out now or coming out in the next couple of days as you listen to this podcast, I'm very excited about it. So I'll give you all a peek behind the curtain, right? So when I was doing, uh, essentially I was, what I said is um January, I've tried to get all the podcasts done for January so I could take January off. But... When the email come through about your about the new uh, mini album, I was like, Jesse, that's happening. Like you were like literally the first person on my list of like, I don't care. We had it run in March, but we're having it again because Jesse's lovely. We need to make this happen. So um, yeah, I wanted to I wanted to ask. There's been three songs released uh, thus far as we as we have this conversation. What's the reaction like being so far?
1: It's been nuts, Matt. If I'm yeah. honest, um, the first one we dropped was I think it was um, "Chin Up Princess," yes, and that's become like fans turning up with like, you know, like crochet roses. Like the rose theme of that has been really mm-hmm. powerful. Like a lot of people, um, like the merch for that that song, especially with the roses and stuff, and the webs has like flown out. "Chin Up Princess," I think was something that I got a lot of personal messages. I always get messages from fans, but I felt there was like a bigger volume. I'm really struggling, um, not struggling, um, but I've noticed this last six months, the volume of sort of like interaction with people is just becoming like I could spend a day just replying to whether it be Messenger or Instagram. Um, it's it's nuts. So to answer your question, the response we've had across those three tracks has been absolutely nuts i I really couldn't have asked for any more um the comments and stuff on youtube like we used to get the odd i miss cj which Mm -hmm. understandably people are going to feel like that forever i I imagine and they're entitled to but you just don't read you get the same person say the same thing on every video and i just i wish them well in life and, and hope they're happy um and i've just noticed even the responses on youtube are just like you know really complimentary on my vocals like I've really tried to show off my vocal skill set you know I love opera I love metal mm-hmm. so I've tried to incorporate um you know like an evanescency heavy like a pop metal feel to it you know so really yeah, well absolutely.
0: Received. absolutely and that that's the thing as well it is um when I uh, when I sort of put the the you know, songs on uh, in in kind of three order that I that they're out in in the world of things the other day as I was doing preparation for these notes and things, it is definitely your record, right? And it's not taking anything away from the boys, but the powerhouse in your vocal is fucking phenomenal <laughs> are, are on these, and I'm really really excited to see the rest of the kind of body of work and things. And something and and i'm gonna nerd out four minutes into the podcast i'm gonna nerd out with you real quick right because i am you know i turned 30 in 2023 right and i love like all the kind of production things like the linear notes and things like that for these things right one of my favorite bands of all time is shikari right and you guys have had these songs produced by dan weller who is obviously famous for doing those early shikari records how did that come about What was he like to work with? Did you get to meet him? All that kind of. I want to know all the details because that man is a fucking legend. And as soon as I heard these songs, I was like, that's a Dan Weller production job. Like, it's just, it's so crisp and so bang on.
1: So, anyone who knows Dream State will know that Primrose was done with Dan Weller. Um, Mm -hmm. Dan Dan Weller's been the producer of Dream State for for many years. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's been a a bit of a hiatus. So, um, but yeah, Dan alid has worked with dan uh on their last album um you know the, the primrose path one that sort of took them to like the next planet um so yeah alid already has that really strong relationship with dan and it was just a natural thing for us to go back to where um obviously we were extremely grateful for everything oz had done and i would have con- we would all have continued to work with oz but yeah. obviously um Dan Weller had some capacity and was really interested and really keen to get back working with the band that he had pre-Covid. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just felt really natural to go back to him. Uh, like yourself, I've been a huge fan of of him for, for many years. He is on my bucket list to work with. So, um, I think the first few days I felt a little bit like whatever, but I yeah. think like ha- we are all just people. He's a really, yeah, really nice, book, really easy to work with. Um, we were just like bouncing ideas off each other we're quite similar in terms of like energy and 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 what what he thinks is good we were on the same page um if I I was very flattered I kind of got the impression at some parts whether it be my vocal takes or some of the lyrics that I threw down very sort of last minute I feel like he was quite impressed with what I was able to do like um Mm -hmm. there was one song where I held like this really high pitch like proper like 80s like metal note and he just looked back at me like what what on yeah. earth Amazing. um so yeah I can't I can't compliment him enough like I know that I speak for all of us where we say it was just an absolute pleasure um you know we, we go in with with really well prepared songs um and obviously like you say Dan does put like his magic touch on them but I'd say the songs were very strongly finished before we went in there um and obviously like I say, Alid and Dan having that relationship pre-me really helps a lot of things because he'll know exactly what Alid's looking for, what what works for Dream State. Um, but no, it was lovely. He treated us to a couple of dinners and we, you know, I saw him literally every day for, we were up in London for, we literally played Loom Fest. Mm-hmm. We headlined Loom Festival and then literally the next day uh, we got started with the the mini album so it has been an insanely back-to-back year but one that i'm extremely grateful for like you know it really is one of those where all your hard work can pay off so um yeah i'm i'm really hoping we can go back to dan and when we're ready to do some more music um and i think he he has publicly sort of posted our songs when they've been released saying you know these are some of my favorite songs to date so fingers crossed you know we can continue to work together and I can't I can't fault it it was definitely bucketless bucket list moment for myself and I feel really honoured to have had that opportunity
0: Absolutely. And again, so we had a, a conversation back in March, 2023, uh, and I, I urge people to go back and listen to that conversation as well, because um, I've, I've listened to that conversation. I said to you are fair and things. So I, I'm not going to cover too much ground that we've already been over, but what I did want to say is dream state have had a mad year in 2023. So uh, indulge me if you will, just for a second, headlining Loomfest, fest, 2000 trees, Teddy rocks, make a scene radar. But supporting the likes of As December Fourth caskets, and the one that got me with real, real pride was that arena support slot with Funeral for a Friend. The good old, Fiend, I love Funeral for a Friend. Exactly
1: on, like I think I was. Um, sorry there, to cut you off. Okay. I was actually on um, that. Sat, it was like a Sappening podcast, um, yes. with yeah, Anthony, yeah. Yeah.
0: and And yeah, I remember
1: yeah. sort of saying like who my favorite band were, and it was a genuine statement. Like Funeral have been. They are one of the first bands I ever learned on guitar. Like, mm. they they really have been my favourite band since I was really young. And um, I remember saying, like, oh, I'd love to support them one day. And Sean was like, well, you never know. And then yeah. literally six months later, like, Funeral reached out to us directly and invited us yeah. to, because obviously all the boys are Welsh, it would have been really <laughs> iconic for the boys. And obviously, my, I saw Funeral for a Friend at that same place 20 years prior. Mm-hmm. So... I just can't believe that like if I'd have known 20 years ago when I was watching them, like, Oh, that would be me one day opening. Um, mm-hmm. It was such a surreal moment of, I, I can't bang on about it enough. I think that will always be one of the biggest highlights of my life mm-hmm. um, to not only support funeral dashboard and, and have them like come up to me after and be like, you know, that was great. And, and just what the hell? So yeah, um, I'm forever grateful for that opportunity, and even if that's all I get to achieve with dream state, um I can bow out really happy because I think that's a really iconic thing to have done, especially in their their hometown at an arena and be we didn't have to bet like chase them or ask them they they came to us, so that felt even more special, really
0: absolutely and that, that's the thing like again we, we kind of know each other through social media and things like anchor through through what we do and it was just a case of i saw that come and i was i literally just was like "Fuck, come on girl do you know what i mean and it was just so such like this high, like pride that i have for this band because it is just a case of there is no one in my opinion uh, in terms of a band more deserving to get Thank that spot and get that kind of thing, so um, the the crowd, uh, I was assuming was, was fantastic to you guys because I've seen funeral maybe twice in my life and always the support bands have been really supportive. Uh, the the crowd have always been supportive of the support bands because sometimes you uh, I hear it a lot from um, people who support Iron Maiden, for example. And I know they're a completely different band, but like sometimes the reception can be a little bit frosty for support bands. But yeah, how, how was how was the crowd to you guys? I think like we got quite a lot of
1: people like. Reach out to us and say, you know, considering you guys were the support band, you looked very comfortable up there on an arena. You wouldn't have known that you 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 could have been part of the tour, and we wouldn't have yeah. we wouldn't have blinked an eyelid. And for me, that felt really, I feel really honoured that there's people re- taking their time to be like, hey, I've never heard of you before, but you absolutely woke up that room in Cardiff. Like, what an opener! We can't mm-hmm. wait to. So many, and and some of the bouncers as I was leaving were like shaking my hand saying you're going to headline this venue like and it was just really really bizarre to have people stop me like I went to go and find my dad and my husband who were in the crowd afterwards and I I couldn't even get to them with people just being like like all of this whole people like coming up I still find really like surreal so like Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to walk to my family and like I've got people like jumping at me like can I have a photo you guys are amazing and I, I got really overwhelmed I got I get I'm very highly sensitive anyway Um, and I just got really overwhelmed like I remember just hugging my husband feeling like really emotional but in a really good way Um, I can't you know I bang I think I post every day I'm extremely hyper focused on my band and I just think for me personally it just feels like all these risks and big leaps I'm taking that have been really scary and really you know really made me extremely anxious or my whole life has been flipped upside down. You know, I got made redundant um, this August, uh, last August, after sort of juggling the full-time bands in a fast-paced environment and doing all the band. Like everything I've done this year, I had a job and we've got no team. So when I got made redundant, I decided to literally like scrape together all my life savings, which really is not a lot, mm. and just decide to like, you know what? There's these things happening and these doors opening that feel really exciting. I wake up every morning with this really weird, like, flutter. It's probably anxiety, but I'm taking it as a sign that, like, things are happening and just keep going. So I've decided to – I took my redundancy as a decider to just take a year out and focus solely on the band. Um, obviously, I'll do, I've will do. i been doing bits of features to make money. Um, so if anyone is looking for someone to do some vocals um, – you know um yeah, yeah I, I just think everything that's happened to me this year i think because i'm taking these chances and going for these things it's just opening more and more doors and like the minute i left my job and decided right i'm taking a year out i think like three weeks later we got signed to a booking agent and then we got like booked for download and it's just like yeah. things are just spiraling and i'm like i'm still trying to digest what's just happened in 2023 yeah like so grateful for this really crazy ride
0: (laughs) and and that's the thing as well i I can i can um something that i can kind of attest to as well is in 2024 i'm I'm making a point of saying to myself i'm gonna say yes to more things as long as it's positive as long as it will um you know as long as i enjoy it and it doesn't like negatively impact my life i'm gonna say yes to more things because i think think that's probably the the best kind of advice that i can give everyone and and kind of echoed it with yourself is kind of saying like just if you've got a feeling of it could be good definitely go for it if you can like uh, that's the thing isn't it you if you don't take the plunge you'll never know you know i I don't
1: want to sit back like i'd rather like my husband keeps reminding me when i get a bit in my head about money or what i'm doing you know i've I've been working in the same environment for like i've had the same kind of career for like 10 years and Mm -hmm. i feel a bit like nervous and he was like jesse this opportunity is going to come around once you could get another job back in town like tomorrow so like you know i don't want to sit back in 10 15 years with my kids going what if i'd rather just take this all now and look back and say well at least i went for it even if it doesn't fruition to what i want mm-hmm. i can at least be proud that i even tried and he, yeah. and like look back and be like well i supported funeral i played download like you know going back to what we've achieved this year one thing that's a massive accomplishment for us as a band is we went on a Headline tour for our EP Untethered in yeah. February, and we I think we played six shows. And of the six shows or seven shows, I think like five sold out, and mm. two were at like really low ticket. Yeah. We'd only been actually live as a band, we only dropped Taunt Me like the October before, so it's like November, December, January like four months we'd yeah. been new, dream state to go on a headline run granted the rooms were you know 100 cap or 150 or 200 like to have those rooms birmingham 220 like sell out i just remember like taking a moment on that stage and being like this is crazy and then we fast forward to like march and april 2024 where we go on our next headliner and all those rooms are double the size yeah and there's a bigger run it's about 14 dates
0: I was gonna say I've got I've got them here in front of me. So we're we're gonna do that in just a minute. But yeah, I, I think I think something's really important there to, to mention is the fact that the dream state prior to you being in the band was you know a, a sizable unit and, and they were they were doing a lot of things and that's really cool. And then obviously everyone kind of uh, you know the, the things happened and, and Ali was left standing, kind of gone right, cool, I can either stop or I can carry on. And he rebuilt. And that's the really important thing is the fact that you're not just because of the Dream State name jump into these big venues, and these big rooms. You're building solid foundations in which to it's, build, up, and that's really got,
1: yeah. It, I'll be honest. Yes, obviously, Dream State has got that name, and it's got yeah. that. We are basically the way we look at ourselves is we are a new band with a exactly. with a with a, you know, like if you were in the pit and you want someone to lift you slightly to crowd surf, you're yeah. we're, we're a new band, but with like. Um, a bit, of a, pl- a bit of a background I mean, because obviously even when Dream State were doing these humongous things with like I Prevail and Amity, there's been like a three four year window where nothing happened, yeah. and I know for a fact it must really be hard for Ali to go from playing 2,000 cap rooms as, as a standard to 200 rooms mm-hmm. but in the same breath he's exactly the same as us where he just feels so grateful that there's even people to have shown up and, exactly. and And I get so many messages from people who they're either rejoining their band because of me or feeling so inspired by what I've gone for. Mm -hmm. I'm getting a lot of messages saying like, you've really inspired me to get going with this or whatever. And I think like, even if that's all I achieve in this band, like that's so important to me, like especially having so many girls reach out and tell me how inspired they are by what I'm doing. and even like old friends in the scene that say like, "Oh, we're jamming again because we've seen what you're doing." I just think that's really cool to have people notice and and sort of feel inspired by that.
0: And that that's the thing as well. I mean, I'm I'm not in a band, but your your constant kind of energy uh, on stage, off stage, online is is kind of it's palpable, and it's it's really really encouraging because, like I say, there is you know, I, I do this podcast completely on my own, and it's like sometimes I sit there and I go. Oh, it's a lot and then I see you guys smash it, and you're constantly positive and it's like okay cool if Jesse can do it I can do it do you know what I mean and that, that's just from my, from my personal point of view it's just having that kind of that energy is so, so important you guys are as Dreamstate heading out on a UK run at the end of March into April uh, just to get indulged in playing shows in Swansea, Bristol, Exeter, uh, Oxford, Liverpool, Newcastle, Glasgow, Sheffield, Manchester, Nottingham, Norwich get in, uh, Northampton, Birmingham and finishing off in Portsmouth. That's a hell of a run. Um, my, my question, and also I want to add as well, if that wasn't enough, Downlift Festival, Take Takedown, Resurrection in Spain plus loads more, I'm assuming to be announced in 24 as well as, as we get into it, but... um yeah how how does the kind of tour prep work how how's your head about it all kind of thing because that's mad exciting and i will be seeing you in norwich that's for certain
1: hey oh well um i look forward to seeing you in norwich probably. Absolutely. um a bit like 2023 started like we had so much locked in from like the get-go that it was just like you've got a single swim and i think for someone like me you know being a woman in the age bracket i am i've just got to go for it so every single show like we just obviously came back off tour with As December Falls, and Easy. I did 20 shows in a row. Um, yeah. Again, like massive shout out to those guys for even taking us out with them. Um, that is something I'll be forever grateful for. Um, 20 shows in a row. I was just like, when I before I did it, I was like, how am I going to get through this? Like I've only ever played like eight shows in a row and I'm not going to lie, like it got to like show 17 and I felt like, God, I'm just getting started. Like give yeah. me a big run. Like I got really like, I almost could see the growth in myself from where I was like a year ago. So then when we got booked for this headline, um, like we've recently signed, very recently signed to a tonal booking agency, which is like, got the like like sort of like Rolo Tomasi and Ithaca. Um, And obviously I've been a huge Rolo fan for for ages. So I'm really excited to see what they can bring for us. Mm -hmm. Um, They've obviously really kindly organized this headliner for us. Now they're our agent. when they said 14 shows, I think a year ago me would have been really scared. Mm-hmm. Hence why Untethered probably was a smaller run. But I think I'm starting to really believe, like the self-belief is really starting to cement in myself now. And like, I can't leave a stage without people, like the feedback just being so good. So I'm just like, what am I scared of now? Like I've, I couldn't, I can do this. So super excited for the run. Um, and I just hope that every show we play, I hope there's like, you know, I really hope that we can get some sell outs and ultimately I really hope that like, you know, people leave that show, like my purpose of doing these live shows is people to leave and be like, that was one of the best shows I've been to or I just want people to remember it and I'm getting a lot of feedback that we certainly are in people's minds or top sort of top bands to watch, so I just feel like I'm getting stronger and stronger, Matt, like remaining completely humble remembering you know who I am and my roots but I think it's okay to feel confident in your abilities and like what I've delivered in the EP vocally and how we conduct ourselves live I think we I think we're all starting to feel like we deserve it and we are starting to have that that level of confidence across all four of us you know we're all still getting to know each other really I've only known them just over a year yeah. But we're starting to find our find our flow. And I'm just super excited. Like, I don't know what else is to come for 2024. But even if I just do a headline run, play down low, play resurrection, play takedown on the main stage. I opened that stage 10 years ago, like the fest not the stage, the festival. 10 years ago I opened it. So to be on the main stage now, underneath, like two underneath the headliner, this is all still like it all still like blows my mind. I feel like, yeah, I still feel very like pinch me.
0: Absolutely. And I I, I mentioned this, uh, I think it was um, with, I can't remember who the previous, it wasn't, it wasn't with Joe from Shields, but um, I mentioned um, Takedown Festival uh, a couple of days ago when I recorded the podcast, that festival lineup this year looks incredible. I mean, I've been, Portsmouth is a a fair, is a fair trek from Norwich, but you know, Creeper, my favorite band ever, um you know graphic nature and then my my other half's favorite band you guys uh employed to serve like there's some fucking sick bands on that bill um i'm really re- i mean so my other half rebecca has said to me that we're not allowed to do any festivals this year because paying for a wedding in july and that is mighty expensive but i'm tr- i'm trying to uh trying to make the uh What's the word? Trying to make the exception to the rule for take down because it looks really fucking good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think like you know you got you still like you know I got married a couple of years ago and I think you I understand like maybe not like the downloads and the resurrect you know exactly. going off to Spain but like a day out to Portsmouth you know I just think you got to also have a bit of fun else you're going to resent not resent. The summer but you're gonna you, you need to have even if that's like right that's the one thing we're doing between now and july it will just yeah. sort of like you're going to look forward to i definitely think you and rebecca should come rebecca if you're listening come to the show
0: uh rebecca come here okay <laughs> hang on i'm hearing it just want to <laughs> say, she said you should you kind of to be i can see it firstly
1: i want to say congratulations on your wedding best of luck with that
0: say congratulations and, the wedding
1: and oh, secondly you. secondly i just want to say that i think you should treat yourselves in april and come and have a day out in portsmouth at takedown i know i really want to go don't we
0: we do we, we're, we're yeah we're gonna we're gonna try definitely because but she'll make me she'll make me decide between graphic nature and creeper and that's something i can't do unfortunately
1: what do you just do like because i always have to like there's always so many like graphic nature are uh, I can't, I've banged on about them all of 2023, like, warm their merch most time, you know, as often as I can. And they're one of my favorite bands. And I just think, you know, why don't you, sometimes you have to just see like, you know, four or five songs of one set, four or five songs, like, split it a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, she's she's gone very giggly in the corner now. Yeah, I think you've like I don't know. It's she's never been on a guest interview before, so she's very like.
1: <laughs> but it's lovely to meet her, and I do hope, like I say, hopefully you can make it to take down. But if not, then obviously you know, best of luck hopefully with everything with the
0: wedding. It will definitely be Norwich. That's for certain. In any case, yay! Um, so I, when we done the interview back in March, right? This is something again. This is uh, me kind of. um what's the word, getting better at what I do, right? A bit like how we kind of development and growth, right? I kind of, we kind of teased the idea of a dream state podcast because we, we came to the conclusion that we both like to talk a lot, right? So, and something you mentioned is you, how you'd have a lot of stories to tell. And I didn't probe you very much on that question. So I wanted to ask, have you got any good tour stories to tell us on the podcast? anything from anything from the most recent run or even even pre dreamstate with with aurora anything that kind of you just like this is something fun that happened
1: well i don't know about fun but like when we okay, were actually off then. Um, <laughs> Well, we were when i was in aurora one thing that did happen and this is a true story and it was pretty we still talk about it uh, as a band like i'm still really close with the aurora boys um yeah one thing that did happen I think we were driving to like Portsmouth that kind of way yeah Yeah. and one thing that did happen we were on our very first tour we were all cramped in like this little car and cut a very long story short we were driving in the middle of the night and um a deer uh basically like took out our car oh no right and like when when the rangers like came and whatever they were like you guys are really lucky like we have like nine or ten deaths a year on this road because of the deers um yeah. and like there was like the deer some of the like some of like the deer was like in the yeah. car and like it was hor- like it was horrific like i i still we all still talk about it like do you remember when we all nearly died on the way to Portsmouth? Yeah. like it's like something that will never probably leave me and i feel genuinely like so grateful that it wasn't You know, I'm hoping that deer is still running free and happy in its life. But um, I just, I will always remember that, like, you know, you're buzzing from playing like your first gig. I think we played a pub to like 20 people and we were like, yes, we're we're making it. And we were all kids then. We were like in our early twenties. I think our drummer was like 17, 18. Like we were kids and we were like in this van. No, we were in a car. And yeah, I will never forget almost being taken out by a deer. That was traumatic. Um, but I'll make it more brighter now because there's got
0: to be something sure. more happier than... No, I was, I was going to say it's, it's, the, it's the bane of living in the countryside. I'll be driving home from, from my uh, my day job where I work in as a pub uh, and I'll be driving around these country roads and I'll see a deer just on the side of the road like just standing there and, I'm like, and I just, every time I just go stay there do not joke because again when you're doing 60 miles an hour like there's nothing to yeah. do and it's the fucking worst and it will rot off your car if not worse absolutely and it came
1: out it came out of nowhere truly like came yeah. out of nowhere and we could yeah it was just pretty horrific but I'm trying to think of a positive um positive uh oh um we had um I can't remember the exact location, but when I was on tour with um, As December Falls recently, I think it was Manchester, something that would stay with me, like one of the most wholesome moments of my whole career. Um, I love it. Like at trees, there was lots of like little people at the the, um, show, like little babies. And I love that. I'm so like, I love, like, um, I'm really good with kids. Like I'm quite broody, but happy to wait a bit. Um, But anyway, there was like these little girls at the front of um the show with these headphones on and um they were just the way they were looking at me and like they were just i just kept like fixating on like really almost giving them their own little like yeah live show and um for one of the songs i always like to get in the pit and just get everyone involved and um i ended up sort of like coming face to face with this little girl called ocean she was like six mm -hmm. and um we kind of had similar outfits on like we both had like these sparkly outfits on so we look kind of similar and oh um god. I remember saying do you want to do you want to come in the pit with me and she she was like she just grabbed my hand and we just yeah. we just walked through all this crowd of people and I kind of they were starting to circle pit and I kind of had to say like I have a baby with me and everyone just sort of looked and like made like a pathway for her and she was like she was just like like a deer in headlights she was just like yeah. oh my god and then and then like they kind of like made a circle around us just really naturally and then like I just I completely like I don't think about it like if I'm on if I'm performing I'm performing so I'm just doing this little show with this little ocean and um and then all of a sudden like there's a part and she just like she just like pumped her fist up to the air and like the whole room like copied her and like I just like I nearly lost it and then she was just like you could just see the joy and the excitement and and everything. And the way that, you know, I could see grown men looking like they're about to cry. Um, yeah. And like so many people messaged me after that, like that is one of the best things I've ever seen happen at a, at a show. Yeah. Um, just like, and then afterwards, her mom brought her and her sister to me and it was their birthdays. Like, that week we we gave them a free t-shirt and the little girl ocean she like ran at me like squealing like I love you I love you and like holding on to my leg and like I just won't don't think I'll ever forget that whole moment with her because it was just such a it was such a beautiful walk into the pit and then like we just had like this like really weird moment of just us two like losing it to the music and it was really fun and um yeah I just think I her mom said to me like she's going to remember this uh experience for the rest of her life um and i get the impression she wants to do music and things so yeah just like even if she remembers that and and sort of is, is inspired by that then that's i think that's like sort of me yeah. living out my purpose of what i'm trying to do
0: i i love i love the idea of in like 20 years that someone who isn't me have you know a podcast and they sit down and they go what was your earliest musical memory and she goes when i was six i Mm. went to the Dream State show and jesse came and danced with that's like the perfect the perfect thing i absolutely love that like i I just
1: walked her out into like a pit and literally like everyone was just moshing around us and like you know still carried on screaming still carried on singing and she was just like she was just luke she was just like she had great energy like she's going to be a superstar um and i wish ocean all the best but that is possibly one of the highlights of of my my live performance career is with that little
0: absolutely something i wanted to touch on as well again from from the previous podcast this is quite nice doing it a second time around because it's kind of like we've got all the kind of the the standard kind of stock one out of the way and then it's like cool i can now elaborate on these different things now we've got to know you a bit more and things um, yeah. and you spoke about um being lucky on on untethered with alad having the song sort of ready to rock and roll and you kind of laid your vocals over top of them and you kind of bounce ideas i wanted to ask how was it kind of different with this kind of mini mini album and things? Because again, I, I guess it must be more of a collaborative thing because it's like you're all together and you kind of get to know each other a bit more. How how was that if that was the case?
1: Yeah, so um again, it was a case of Alid had the tracks ready, like the instrumental parts sure. ready. Um obviously Tom and Jake will input their their drum and bass ideas. Like Tom, Tom especially is um he's quite passionate about adding fills and drum okay. drum stuff in um but again it is very similar to untethered where alid had the instrumentals pretty much ready if yeah. not ready like the boys would work together mm. and then again it it really was a case of me coming down like i do pro- something i really pride myself as well as being a performer like i, I am a songwriter so That's like so melody- cool. melodies and lyrics are are my thing like i I've done that throughout all my career with bands. Um obviously there was some there was some like collaborative work with with that, but again, it was a case of the instrumentals were there for me. And then I come up, and this is how it will probably be how we operate. Um yeah,
0: sure.
1: the songs will get here, Jesse. Here's a full track, here's a track or an idea. I tend to hear it for a few minutes and I go, What about this melody? And then let me just try and put these lyrics here and then very quickly the song is built and obviously there'll be feedback like, oh, why don't we use that? Why don't we say that? But I do, because I'm the one singing them, Mm
0: -hmm. it really
1: has to like make sense to me and be like something I can relate to. And then like I say, when I was in the studio with Dan, there was like one song where I didn't really quite have the verse um, down, but everything else was there. So we kind of like would sit together and we'd say a word and then like we were just like, honestly just bouncing off each other like and within by the end of that day that song was done yeah. um so I I do think the rhythm of what I think would happen with dream State how we will operate is the songs will be done by the boys like instrumentally yeah. and then until I sort of say like look can you help me th- yeah I think I've I think I've proven to myself and the boys that you can trust me to deliver. A catchy song um, I've done that across Untethered and now this next mini album so obviously if I ever felt like oh I'm struggling here I'd always reach out but I do feel really really grateful that the boys let me have that opportunity to write something that is in my head and I, I sort of hear a mel. I just sort of hear like a, a track and then melody is just like like last night i was listening to something and i you know all these ideas just start flowing in my head and i'm i'm already going to sit down this week and just start like getting it down cuz it's catchy
0: <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah. and that, that's the thing for the for the three tracks that have been released today date as we have this conversation um hooks for days absolute hooks for days so and it's it's um you we mentioned that on this episode and the previous one uh, kind of your love for kind of uh, the the opera and kind of pop metal and things like that there is definitely i feel like you're definitely leaning more into that kind of that kind of more uh the higher register and that kind of more like really pushing yourself in kind of a vocal approach so that's really fucking exciting but kind of cool as well because again again it just gives me that immense amount of pride going can go on. Do you, yeah, you will
1: you will trust me if I have it my way, you will get a song that just drops and it's going to be like complete opera and then like 80s like pitch fry metal. It's going to be magical and I can't wait. But one I thing it. I will say is Chin Up Princess um that is something I actually wrote in one of my very first bands and um. it was recorded with um it was actually recorded I went up to London in my early teens and I recorded with Dan Lancaster. Mm-hmm. and um chin up princess has already had like radio one play but like 20 odd years ago for sure. um for but sure. a very different version of it like a very different version of it but the yeah. court like chin up princess tomorrow yeah. that is something i wrote when i was like in high school uh in like like 20 years ago like a long time yeah, ago sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. and i remember saying to the boys like i've got this song that i really wish was bigger Even though it got like Radio One play, I think Alex Baker played it when I was like really young and I was so, I was like, oh my God. Um, So I was like, this is chorus. I, you know, I think I'm really proud of and means a lot, the whole song. Can I try and incorporate it on one of the instrumentals we've got? And I just sort of made it fit onto one of the tracks and like, I'm so happy that that got a new injection of life because I feel really proud of writing that Um, And I'm really excited to see how my writing becomes stronger and stronger. Like, you know, as you hear more and more music, like some things the fans are saying is that they're like they're seriously connecting with like my songs and uh, even on the old EP. So, yeah, I'm just so grateful that that song got a new lease of life because I feel like it was one that I feel like it was just one that I couldn't stop singing even 20 years later. So really glad I got to drop that again.
0: Absolutely. I've got a couple of final questions for you, Jesse, before for we sure. let you run away. Um, and so as we have this conversation uh mid-December coming up to Christmas 2023, my question is, and again, I'm I'm not massive in kind in terms of um kind of spiritually that, uh, but what can you <laughs> hope for and what can we manifest for dream state in 2024? What is the kind of plan and overall goal if, if we could talk about that kind of stuff?
1: Of course, yeah, absolutely. The most important thing for myself is happiness, like I've worked too yeah. hard um to on my own mental health and where I am personally in my life to go backwards um you know so as long as dream state makes us happy I think that's super important um obviously we are looking for management we are looking for record labels because we would like to release you know a proper album Mm. and what we learned from releasing this mini album is that it's extortionately expensive um we've been really fortunate that Alid um Alid sort of played label for this EP so that it could happen. But unfortunately, like, obviously he can't afford to, to do an album. Yeah. Um, So, you know, what I would like to manifest for Dream State is like continued respect across the whole band. Like we've got such a fortunate thing where it's all sort of like that honeymoon period. Um, sure. I, do, I have seen it firsthand where like the bigger a band gets, You see it crumble. So Mm -hmm. I just hope that we remain respectful and happy as a band. I hope that I do hope that our EP, well, our mini album and our tour, I really want to manifest like some sellouts, like Mm -hmm. for Birmingham, especially like I've opened that venue. I've been the main support for that venue. Like I I opened up for Let Live uh, in the Asylum then I support, then I was main support to Caskets. And now I'm getting my own headline in that room, 5.50. Yeah. Come on, let's sell it yeah. out, Birmingham. Let's, like, I will cry my eyes out if I sell 500 tickets in Birmingham. Like, who am I? I'm yeah. nobody. So, <laughs> um, yeah, sell out shows. I really hope the EP does well. I really want to be on... Um, there's a couple of managers that I really want, like there's they know who they are I won't uh yeah, no, of yeah I, I anytime I get a chance, I let them know um, yeah, so I'm hoping that like I would just like to see dream State this time next year have a team like a tonal what a great start. Mm-hmm. I'd like us to have like a label and a manager in the next year to really help us take that next you know you see all the big bands like creeper and the list would be endless, but you see, all these yes. huge bands have this, like, like um, like hot, hot, um, hot, hot milk. milk, hot yeah. milk. For example, like this year, you know, they've been out and toured like the world, and all you see is them, then them. Like, I would just like to have an opportunity where Dream State could just have that next platform where we will drop an album, and it just everyone's talking about it. Like, yeah. we have to do so much ourselves, which we're all willing to do, but it's just like once, I guess what I'm trying to say is if we have the right team around us built up in the next year, I'd like to see like dream state become like a really viable business whereby we could go out on these big tours worldwide and know it's going to be a success. Absolutely. Like to say I've left my job. We're all, we're all willing to give this, this is our jobs now. Like all yeah. of us want this to become something bigger than it is. So yeah sell out shows and a team is probably the right team is what's really like what's really important for us going forward and hopefully this EP that we drop in January I'm just praying I'm just praying that people actually buy it because it's so expensive
0: (laughs) absolutely uh, and that's uh, again money money is such a, a such a hard topic sometimes to talk about but what is the best way to support the band and by that i mean put money physically back in Al's pocket in your pocket and the rest of the boys
1: yeah no 100 percent. great question i mean we're really fortunate like merch like doing a bit of my own in some absolutely is got to buy it
0: yourself but absolutely and it's lovely <laughs>
1: m- m- merch is like King for us, you know, like we're really fortunate we don't have someone taking a percentage. I speak to other bands and they're like, oh my manager or someone takes 20%. Like,
0: yeah,
1: how are you supposed to make any money? Like so merch, buying, buying our merch, coming to the shows, um, buying our merch, coming to the shows, um, yeah, picking up the CD off, offline. I guess anything like any of those three will will impact us. Yeah. Um, and obviously we want to pay Alid off we also want to get more music out for you but we can only do that if we have money in the pot so yeah. we're hoping after this headline run we do at the start of this year that that makes, even if we just break even, like mm-hmm. I just don't want we came back from ADF tour I'm really honoured to say that we came back in profit which is Amazing crazy because again we are just little old dream states so to go off on a huge european run and come back in profit that's just sort of the the vibe we want for for all our tours
0: absolutely and you know what i i mean this in the most sincere the most loving way right i want to sit there i want to be able to have this conversation in a year's time but when i email the pr when i email the management they go oh no, no no they're too big they're too busy. Do you know? What Never as too big
1: for you, me, as, Mark. As, Never. as much. As
0: I love this conversation. It's kind of want to be like where I send a speculative email out, and I just get a straight up nope. They're only talking. Well, to I'm experts. telling
1: you. you I'm telling I mean? you. We're from, <laughs> from hearing it from me directly, Matt. If you ever think, God, you know, uh, feel free to always message me directly and say, Jesse, no. do you want to come on? And that will be my decision, which will always be yes. All I'm nice. a firm believer of anyone who supported me from the beginning will get my time and energy to the end of day because without people like you and everyone in everyone in this scene who is featuring us or posting about us without you guys we don't get this platform i don't have any fancy team to give me all this press so Mm. i will always sit happily on a podcast and talk about dream state with you it'd be an honor
0: absolutely and well i say we'll do this in a year's time but Hopefully at that point you'll have made shit shitloads of money. The you'll have an album on the way. We can sit like in a in a uh, in a um in a a, in a hot tub. That'd be wildly inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> in a beer garden, we can we can ha- have a have a Coke, Coca Cola, and things like that, and just go and kind of say how good life is. And I wanted to finish the podcast if we can on yeah. a personal mention. That is a congratulations to yourself on seventeen months uh, straight edge and things like that. Uh, and because the music industry is a is a is a very lucrative in many ways uh and it uh, must be difficult i'd imagine to try to say no no i don't want a beer no no i don't want this i don't want that thank you i'll stick with my uh my water and things like that so congratulations it's uh really really inspiring
1: oh thank you so much i really appreciate that and again like it's just um the only thing i will say is like obviously all the all the cans of fanta and the cola and stuff as <laughs> as it is great i've put on so much weight but you know oh, what weight, <laughs> weight weight comes and goes so it's like it's nice. I just think I'm happy I'm healthy I'm doing something that makes me feel alive like I wake up each morning and just feel so grateful so I'm just like I'm gonna keep going and and um no, no regrets really i am I can't speak for what will happen in five years but right now I think the straight edge life is certainly something that suits me whilst I'm in this environment
0: Absolutely lovely job. I hope you have a lovely Christmas. I hope you have Thank a lovely you. new year and um we shall catch up in twenty twenty four. This has been a fucking pleasure, mate. Thank you.
1: Always a pleasure. Thanks for your time. Take care. Bye bye. See you
0: soon. Bye.